Welcome to the Physiatry Podcast, where we discuss topics in physical medicine, rehabilitation, pain management, traumatic brain injury, and sports medicine all in one. We focus on delivering the best unbiased information to our audience. Today is podcast number 20. This is your host, Dr. Avinash Ramchandani. We're going to be talking a little bit about rheumatoid arthritis today. Remember to find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or send me an email at info at painlessnx.com. And here we go with the show. And now for today's medical myth. Of course, I'm going to make today's medical myth about rheumatoid arthritis as well. When we think about rheumatoid arthritis, we think about it being an arthritis. But in 40% of people with rheumatoid arthritis, they also have symptoms that cannot affect their joints, including they may affect many non-joint structures like the skin, the eyes, the lungs, the heart, the kidneys, the salivary glands, nerve tissue, bone marrow, and blood vessels. So when we talk about rheumatoid arthritis, we think of it as an arthritis because that's in its name, but honestly, it really does not just affect the joints. It also affects the other parts of the body. And we have to think about rheumatoid arthritis as a systemic disease more than just an arthritis. So when we think about rheumatoid arthritis and people that have rheumatoid arthritis, even us as physicians, we need to remember that it does, doesn't just affect their joints, it affects the rest of their body as well. So what exactly is rheumatoid arthritis? Well, rheumatoid arthritis is a chronic inflammatory disorder that can affect more than just your joints. It is in its definition that it can affect more than just your joints. In some people, the condition can, of course, affect their skin, eyes, lungs, heart, and blood vessels. It's what's called an autoimmune disorder. What this means is that the immune system mistakenly attacks your own body's tissues. So when we have something like rheumatoid arthritis, the body actually comes and attacks itself, and it develops what we call autoantibodies. So these are antibodies that actually attack the body itself. And for the most part, it does affect the joints and has antibodies towards the joint tissues. The main difference between osteoarthritis and rheumatoid arthritis is that osteoarthritis is usually due to wear and tear. We call it wear and tear, but really it's as you age, osteoarthritis happens. It can happen with everybody. Rheumatoid arthritis is specific to patients with a rheumatological condition that causes these autoantibodies, and it causes joint destruction and erosion in areas that are different than in osteoarthritis. Osteoarthritis is mostly bigger joints. Rheumatoid arthritis is mostly smaller joints. Now, this is not the case exactly, but if you think about it generally, rheumatoid arthritis does affect the smaller joints more than the bigger joints. One of the biggest ways that us physicians, we think about rheumatoid arthritis is that patients with rheumatoid arthritis or any autoimmune antibody-developed arthritis develops at least 30 minutes of joint stiffness in the morning after they wake up. So the patient will have that. When we think about osteoarthritis, patients don't have that. They usually have less than 30 minutes of joint stiffness in the morning. So when we have someone with rheumatoid arthritis, someone has tender, swollen, warm joints, and they have swelling in these joints for more than 30 minutes, that is oftentimes considered a diagnostic criteria for rheumatoid arthritis. 
Now, rheumatoid arthritis also can be very different as far as how it affects different people. So some people may have it much worse than others. And some people may have it affecting other joints and other parts of their body compared to other people. So some people may have it very mildly and some people may have it very strongly. So it really just depends on the person and how it affects that person. So who is at risk for rheumatoid arthritis? Now, one of the biggest things with rheumatoid arthritis, as well as any autoimmune condition, is that patients with a family history of rheumatoid arthritis or any autoimmune condition will be more susceptible to having another autoimmune condition. Age can also be important, and it usually happens in middle age for people that develop rheumatoid arthritis. Women are more likely to develop our rheumatoid arthritis than men. Smoking can increase your risk for rheumatoid arthritis, particularly if you have that genetic predisposition for the disease. Environmental exposures may also increase the risk of rheumatoid arthritis. These are not very well understood. And for some reason, patients that came from the collapse of the World Trade Center are at higher risk for autoimmune conditions such as rheumatoid arthritis. Obesity, especially in women ages 55 and younger who are overweight or obese, do appear to be somewhat at higher risk for developing rheumatoid arthritis as well. Now, what conditions can happen with rheumatoid arthritis? You can develop osteoporosis. You can develop rheumatoid nodules. You can have dry eyes or mouth. Now, rheumatoid arthritis can also have what's called Sjogren's syndrome, which develops dry eyes and dry mouth. Some of the medications that patients take for rheumatoid arthritis can actually impair the immune system and increase infection. So having rheumatoid arthritis may put you at a risk for a higher infection rate. Many patients with rheumatoid arthritis can develop a higher fat to lean mass because of the way they are made from rheumatoid arthritis. They also can have heart problems, lung disease, and can have a risk of lymphoma. So how do rheumatologists diagnose people with rheumatoid arthritis? And I hope to have a rheumatologist on this podcast soon, by the way. So rheumatoid arthritis can be found with different blood tests. So some of the tests are ESR or SED rate, CRP or C-reactive protein, or other inflammatory markers. Now, if you are a patient in my clinic, and I think that you may have some sort of rheumatological condition, these are things that I will do before I send the patient to the rheumatologist. And the reason why I do this is because I want to rule out whether someone has a rheumatological condition before I send them to the rheumatologist so that they can get better treatment from the rheumatologist and get more focused treatment from the rheumatologist. Now, the rheumatologist sometimes will often reorder some of the tests because some of the tests that I order are not specific enough for those diseases. The reason why I do this is because I want to have and really know whether you have an autoimmune condition at all. And if you do, then I really want to send you to the rheumatologist to get that diagnosed and treated because it may be treated differently than just treating the pain. Sometimes we order x-rays of the joints or the hands, which can show the erosions that come from rheumatoid arthritis as well. And this can tell us whether the patient has rheumatoid arthritis or some other autoimmune condition. Now, rheumatoid arthritis cannot be cured completely, but there are treatments that actually can make a big difference in the patient's long-term prognosis. And this is done with different medicines called DMARDs, which are called disease-modifying anti-rheumatic drugs. Now, one of the interesting thing, one of the anti-rheumatic drugs is called hydroxychloroquine, which has been in the news lately for treating the coronavirus. And 
it does work for rheumatoid arthritis. And many of my patients that have rheumatoid arthritis are actually on hydroxychloroquine. Other medications can include methotrexate, uh, leflunomide, and sulfasalazine. And these side effects from from these medications can include liver damage, bone marrow suppression, and severe lung infections. There are other medications, including NSAIDs, which are like ibuprofen or naproxen, and steroids, which can help with rheumatoid arthritis, including prednisone. Now, there are newer medications that are advertised on TV all the time that are called biologic agents. And these are specific biological modifiers that are also called DMARDs as well, or disease-modifying anti-rheumatic drugs. There are several different ones, including etanercept, or what they call Embril, or Adalumabab, which they call Humira. There are a bunch of these. And the generic names are very hard to say, so I'm not going to say any more because I don't want to put you through that. Another very important thing for people with rheumatoid arthritis or any autoimmune condition or any person in general is to stay very active and to keep moving your joints. So sometimes patients may go to a doctor or to a physical or occupational therapist in order to get your joints flexible and keep moving. It is very important for these things to happen. Now, sometimes surgery may be needed to help with rheumatoid arthritis, with synovectomies or tendon repairs or joint fusion or total joint replacements. Now, these are not oftentimes done, but if the rheumatoid arthritis does develop and make these joints really bad, then it is important to have these surgeries done. Finally, if you do have any symptoms of rheumatoid arthritis or think you may have rheumatoid arthritis, please talk to your primary care physician or your other physician that may help you out. You can go see an orthopedist physician for this, or you can go see your pain doctor, physical med and rehab doctor, or even your your rheumatologist for this and talk to them about rheumatoid arthritis. I would advise if you think that you do have it, please go see your physician. Much of the information that I found today was from the Mayo Clinic website. So if you have any more questions and other information that you want, you can go to the Mayo Clinic website for this information. Again, thank you for listening to the Physiatry Podcast. This is podcast number 20. I hope to see you again soon. And we will be back here hopefully next week for another episode of the Physiatry Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Avinash Ramshadani. Have a wonderful and safe week. Take care. Bye-bye.